This podcast is intended as entertainment for grown-ups and to spread awareness of 826LA, a nonprofit writing and tutoring center for children ages 6 to 18. For a full schedule of 826LA's events and programs, including the Echo Park Time Travel Mart, visit 826LA.org. And now, here's the host of the Dead Authors Podcast, Mr. H.G. Wells. Hello all and welcome to chapter 24 of the Dead Authors Podcast. I'm your host, H.G. Wells, and in this recording I am joined by the ancient Greek philosopher Plato. In addition to his many academic and philosophical accomplishments, you may well ask, did he also invent the colourful children's modelling compound, Play-Doh? Well, you'll just have to keep listening to find out. Whether we wasted our time and the audience's by addressing such an idiotic question. Now that we've dispensed with that bit of foolishness, let's get down to the proverbial brass tacks. This reading series and its accompanying podcast, to which you have subscribed, left a glowing review of on iTunes, and badgered all your friends and loved ones to do likewise, is a true labour of love for me. But to be quite honest, it's putting me in the bloody poorhouse! There are expenses like you wouldn't believe. Research on our guests, lodging and board while they're in present-day Los Angeles. Not to mention what it costs to evade the world's governments and secret police forces, who want nothing more than to confiscate my beloved time machine and pick it apart like that extraterrestrial chap from a while back whose initials escape me at the moment. As you know, all proceeds from our show go to benefit 826LA and a worthier cause you shan't find. But that doesn't mean old HG shouldn't be able to skim a few bob off the top, does it? I know what you're going to say. Launch a Kickstarter. And who could blame me if I did? Just think, an entire website that exists for the sole purpose of helping major celebrities and cultural figures fund their grotesque vanity projects. Well, I'm sorry, but my basic sense of morality and human decency forbids it. I simply refuse to participate in the crowdsourcing platform that makes possible the eventual cyborg uprising that wipes humankind off the face of the planet. But perhaps I've said too much. Ah well, there's nothing for it but to continue covering the show's expenses out of my own bespoke pocket. The work itself is its own non-monetary reward. That's always been my philosophy. Speaking of philosophy! And if you didn't see that one coming, you're as useless as a chocolate teapot. My discussion with Plato is a fascinating one, so get comfortable in your cave with your back to the fire and enjoy Chapter 24 of the Dead Authors Podcast. Thank you very much. It is I who must thank you, Plato. Thank you very much for being here. You've come quite a long way. Quite a long way. Yes, indeed. A flawless journey, though. <laughs> well, it doesn't hurt to hear it. It's, and, the, uh, it's the first time anyone's ever complimented me on the journey. I made it here on time. Yes, well, of course. Yes, time perfectly travel. timed. Yes, indeed. I wonder if you might, uh, while you're here, I wonder if you might favor us with a reading from one of your works. Of course. Of course. We have here the... Uh, I'll read it off of there, even though I've memorized everything that I've Well, written. of course. It may, I could do it from memory. Perhaps it's been a while. <laughs> Landscape mode. It makes it bigger Indeed. if I do that. Well, none of us getting I'm very any old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very old. So if I do it this way, it's bigger and I can read well, it better. For your time, you're very old. I went down yesterday to the Piraeus with Glaucon, the son of Ariston. 
that I might offer up my prayers to the goddess, and also because I wanted to see in what manner they would celebrate the festival, which was a new thing. <laughs> Breaking news! <laughs> I was delighted with the procession of the inhabitants, but that of the Thracians was equally, if not more, beautiful. <laughs> Those Thracians. When we had finished our prayers and viewed the spectacle, we turned in the direction of the city, and at that instant, Paul Marcus, the son of Caiaphas, no, Caiphalus. Oh, that makes I get those sense. dudes confused course, all yeah, the time. I'm, you're not alone. They look so similar. And they won't admit it. And they won't. Oh. Caiaphas wears the glasses. <laughs> Randy doesn't. That's right. Chanced. Chanced to catch sight of us from a distance as we were starting on our way home and told his servant to run and bid us wait for him. The servant took hold of me by the cloak behind. I so say. we called it back in the day, the cloak behind. <laughs> and said, Paul Marcus desires you to wait. I turned around and asked him, where is his master? There he is, said the youth, coming after you if you will only wait. I'm going to just keep going here. <laughs> the, little, the little progress line is limitless. <laughs> Certainly we will, said Glaucon, and in a few minutes, Paul Marcus appeared, and with him, oh boy, Adamantus. Possibly what's in Wolverine's claws, I'm not sure. It's a bit of a goody two-shoes. Glaucon's brother, Necritus, the son of Nasius, and several others who had been at the procession. Oh boy, this is not going to get any easier, I'll tell you that. Why don't we call it a cliffhanger and leave it there? Fair enough. We'll find out later what happens right. to my cloak behind. If... If you'd like to know more about Plato's Republic, why not Google search it like I did? Uh, well, thank you very much indeed for being thank here. Thank you so much um, for having it's, me. It's, it's very a, exciting. I mean, uh, you, it's you a want, true honor. Yeah, well, uh, the honor is mine. You, you, you're a guest, uh, uh, one of the uh, 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 guests from the farthest back in the reaches of time that we've ever had on the show. Oh, at what ca I can only assume to be one of this world's most infamous theaters, right? Probably a, a great theater, a, a great, a great place where where the great minds come to discuss great things. Th that's uh, th that's certainly one school of thought. I think I think that uh, uh, certain people do view it that way. Certainly, as long as no one's taking a shit on this stage. Well, <laughs> I don't want to make you any promises. But uh, certainly there, there, there have been uh, great ideas explored here, and uh, this is a place Wonderful. of satire, mostly. <laughs> I love but it. <laughs> <laughs> now, in your day, you, you, you were big on just uh, uh, considering uh, just the issues, just life just around thought, us. Just, just thinking about thinking, really. Yes, indeed. It's all we had. Indeed. <laughs> all we had to ponder was our own thoughts. <laughs> You're a student of uh, Socrates. Sure. <laughs> If you say it, it must be true. It's, it, it, I mean, 
That's a philosopher's way to say, of course I was. It is indeed. Well, but he was not a good mentor. Is that so? Not a good mentor. Well, the, no, he was a bit of an asshole. Mm-hmm. He had that kind of thing where everybody was fighting for daddy's acceptance. Oh, so he certainly had many yeah, followers. Exactly. Yes, many devotees. And then he just checked out. In, in what way? <laughs> just gonzo. I felt like he didn't want to deal with it anymore. And he was like, I'm out of here. Really? Yep. So he sort of got the philosophy train going. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then jumped off. Right. Which left a kind of power vacuum. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of us just fought like dogs for it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I came out on top. The way... <laughs> okay, it's could be me. The, the way you're describing it, it sort of reminds me of uh, uh, the, the, char- the character Holly Hunter played in Top of the Lake. Sure. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know I how many people are familiar with that miniseries. Elizabeth Moss's Australian or New Zealand accent was iffy. A bit hidden out. But. Tough accent to do. Compelling. <laughs> Always compelling. Always compelling. I do love her on uh, Mad Men. Oh, Mad Men? Yeah. <laughs> Forgive my accent. Yes, I think she's. Uh, I think I think she is doing phenomenal work on that series. <laughs> phenomenal work. I that I would argue, I would I would theorize that the two greatest episodes of Mad Men, or Mad Men, are the LSD episode from last season mm-hmm. and the Speed episode from this season. So very very wonderful. The episode. Speed episode from this season was phenomenal. Maybe I would maybe add. Wait, was the was the speed? I've been here a little while. We finally added uh, in the time machine. There's uh, now screens in the seats. Yeah. So you so, can catch up on a series. So yeah, yeah. You can binge watch. So I did. A, I did. I I was flipping through. It's Direct TV, so it's a lot like JetBlue. So I did a whole. I did a whole marathon of Real Housewives. I oh, which city? Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> um, Beverly Hills. Certainly. Beverly Hills. Then I did uh, House Hunters International oh. on HGTV. HGTV. I was excited at first. I know. The cha- I was I as well because in. I was like, well, I'll get to see what HG's up, uh, up to. The channel has nothing to do with no. you. Certainly not. Absolutely nothing to do with you. Although my, my two first names are Home and Garden. Yeah. <laughs> Home Garden Wells. Home Garden Wells. So interesting. Uh, and then I watched a whole bunch of Mad Men. <laughs> Mad Men. But now, <laughs> a worthy detour, certainly. But let's get back to you. Of course. Of um, course. I'm here to talk about myself. So, Not uh, 21st century television and its immersive <laughs> capabilities to pr- transport you someplace... <laughs> That theater and film never could. <laughs> but please, more about me. The, the, no, the theater was certainly, uh, you, you come from the birthplace of, of theater. Of course. You know. uh, Aeschylus. Aristophanes. Aristophanes. The frogs. Come on. The Lysistrata. I looked these things up. <laughs> did, you, did you enjoy the theater? Of course I did. Everybody did. It's, it was the only place to see and be seen. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it was really kind of a pickup scene, I'll be honest. Is that you. so? Yeah. Well, Just you see, you know, it was nice to see, but you really were looking at the chorus. Well, you were certainly very, uh, you and your, but, oh, I, no, I read you. You no need to waggle those eyebrows any further. 
<laughs> I quite, I quite take the meaning. Because the chorus represents our voice. Certainly. Now with their mouths. <laughs> Even with those, those great disturbing masks oh, on. Oh, yeah. It's very Who's under there? It's Who knows? It's very eyes wide shut, isn't it? It is. Well, you, you got up to all sorts of hijinks, didn't you? You were a very libertine uh, group of people. Oh, we would do anything to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> anything to anyone. Yeah, coming, going, whatever you want. We did some real fucked up stuff. <laughs> Sexually speaking. Well, the reverberations certainly were, were felt. Uh, there was in the in the I believe it was in the seventies, perhaps the eighties. There was a, a, a place called Plato's Retreat. Oh yes, a um, popular oh, sex club. I've heard, uh, yeah, I've heard <laughs> tell about it. it I'm, I, you know, for me, nothing. I can take no greater pleasure than my name being used as a place where coked up weirdos <laughs> who were leaving Studio Fifty Four would go and just fuck each other into. <laughs> into a pre-AIDS sex nightmare. Wait, it's, it's, it's pre-AIDS, but still a sex nightmare. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so these people are at Studio 54. Yep. They're coke to the gills. Yep. I mean, we're talking Alec Baldwin. We're talking Billy Joel. We're talking Andy Warhol. We're talking Bianca Jagger. Are we talking Holston? I'm talking Halston. Truman Capote. I'm, oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about uh, Lauren Hutton. Come on. Hutton got up to craziness. So this, this, is, uh, this fills you with a certain sense of, uh, of pride. Very, very much so. <laughs> very much so. That but they did it in my name. They were philosophizing on each other. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit broad use yeah. of the term. <laughs> Speaking of which, perhaps you could settle something for us. Oh, uh, your name. I would love the, to. There's some, there's some discussion about your name um, because some people believe that um, uh, Plato is not your given name, um, but that you were named uh, Arist Aristocles after your grandfather, um, but your wrestling coach, mm -hmm. <laughs> Ariston of Argos. Yep. You don't have to tell me. I know who my wrestling coach was. He called I mean, you. No, this is for the benefit of the I audience. Mean, of course you know. I know. No doy. <laughs> he dubbed you Platon because yep. of the, uh, the broadness uh, uh, of your, your robust figure. Yeah. <laughs> and there's other people that say that the, uh, the name Plato derives from the, uh, the breadth of your eloquence. Mm-hmm. Um, some people say it was because you had a wide forehead. <laughs> so which, which would you say? I wish this weren't true, but it's wide forehead. <laughs> and it was, it was one of those situations where I turned a negative into a positive. Because I was teased mercilessly, <laughs> mercilessly. And, and, and my wrestling coach included. They all, it was a, a derisive comment. I was oh. mocked. And the more they called me that, the, the harder I fought. Mm -hmm. The more my naked body wrestled those men to the ground. And I held them there, greased up, oiled and nude, holding them down against their wishes until they submitted to Plato. 
Did you, did you ever have occasion? To, did you ever have occasion to ask anyone while you while you had them in a in a full Nelson? Uh, what's my name? Yep. Of course I did. Of course I did. And they all they they would they would they would first they would spit it at me, and then I would get them deeper and onto driving them into the ground, just naked and oiled up, like pushing them into the ground. What's my name? What is my name? <sighs> did you? Good times. Talking of wrestling, did you ever have uh, occasion yes. to employ the camel clutch? Camel clutch, of course, of course. Uh, any and uh, and make no mistake, if the Iron Sheik thinks he invented it, he is wrong. Well, now much like everything else, the Greeks did it first. Pile driver. Pile driver, off the off the third rope. E eating a turnbuckle. Figure four leg lock. The sleeper hold. We use that for a lot of different reasons, though. Sometimes boys didn't go willingly. You guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, I think they do. Yeah. They? I'm talking about having sex with young boys. Because where I'm from, that is 100% cool. If they work for you. It's rather, rather, rather a different attitude towards it now. People don't... Uh... So I've been told. Yeah. I have gotten in a lot of trouble. Yes. <laughs> Nowadays, you might find employment at the BBC. <laughs> Begin to feel... Oh understand boy. what it feels oh boy. like. Um, your father died when you were a child. Oh, boy, you're going to make me cry. Uh, no, that's not... Oh, <laughs> Barbara Walters. Not my intention. Oh... Uh, your mother remarried, uh, but she married her own uncle. Yep, as was the custom. So this wasn't, was this confusing or strange in any way no, to you? Was no, no, it just was normal. Once my father was dead, she was as much as human garbage. <laughs> so nobody would have her. Um, and my uncle thankfully stepped in and raised me. Uh, brutally. <laughs> um, As was the custom of the day. Yep. Uh, made love to my mother, who was his niece, uh, which was normal. Uh, we all lived in one room, so I watched it happen. <laughs> Don't think I was particularly affected by it at all. <laughs> well, that's mm. a narrow escape then. Yeah. And then he was my stepfather for the rest of my life until I killed him. <laughs> I'm not no. sure if that's on your no, it's, it's computer not, pad. It's not, but you know, this is a safe place. You can admit anything here. Oh, the statute of limitations is up. Oh, absolutely. I think you're in the clear. I think you're in the clear. Um, <laughs> you, were, you were instructed in uh, grammar, music, gymnastics, uh, the most distinguished teachers of your time. Uh, did your education, um, did you feel that it contributed to uh, your love of philosophy, or was it really a separate thing? Was it For me, it really it was one of those things where I didn't like school. You know, I didn't like I didn't like going to school, doing everybody's rules. Have to, you've got to go to gymnastics. You've got to go to you got to do this. I was like I was like I wanted to do my own thing. You know, I wanted to just 
go and think. You know, I just wanted to go, and I and I would say I would be like I would be like Ma, I'm not going to school. I'm gonna go think, and you can't stop me from thinking because what I got up here, you can't control. I ran away from home, and I just thought. I thought with a bunch of other guys for a while. We thought like it was part of a group. Then I, I branched off and I thought on my own a bunch. Certainly. Um, it was pretty, it was like, these are my formative years, you know? And then I fell in with Socrates and those guys and that's when I realized, you know what? Sometimes school is just thinking. <laughs> that's when I cleaned myself up, mm -hmm. stopped living like an animal, I see. and I started thinking like a philosopher. Certainly. <laughs> Please tell me, have you ever had an applause break before? We have not had an applause break. That was quite a moving story. It was inspiring. You're like a, a Tony Robbins in a bedsheet. Um, <laughs> did someone say what? <laughs> they were perhaps questioning who Tony Robbins is. You, of course, know who Tony Robbins is. Oh, uh, motivational speaker? Yes. Tony Robbins, of course. <laughs> That's right. Even Plato knows Tony Robbins. Yeah. Oh, no. We're a big fan. Is that so? Big fan. <laughs> do you feel that philosophy is, is related to motivational speaking? That uh... I, I do feel like the idea of declaring insight and thought and, and, and all of these things to... Um, how, do, how do I explain it? To people whose minds need to be formed <laughs> is important. And I think that is both the jobs, uh, uh, that is both uh, the job description of a philosopher and a motivational speaker, is to, is to mold the minds of the weak. <laughs> Certainly. So, yeah, I think we're related. All right. people, uh, people seem to feel bad for the weak in that scenario. <laughs> the weak always do. <laughs> now, Platonism. Yes. Uh, the central concept of, uh, uh, of Platonism is the distinction between that reality which is perceptible but not intelligible and that which is intelligible but imperceptible. Is that fair to say? Nailed it. And what does that mean? Uh. I'll be honest, man. I don't fucking know. I that is one of those things. I woke up in the morning. I was wasted all night. And that was written on a parchment next to me. And I, I looked at it and I was like, holy shit. This is some next level thinking. So I, I put it in my next book. People lost their minds. I started saying it a lot at parties. People lost their mind. I mean, everybody, everybody's big on so, like... So a typical party exchange, yeah. if you'd permit. Well, in my time. It would be something like, yep. uh, oh yes, this is... Wait, uh, I'll be, uh, you be me. Certainly. Okay, yes. okay. Yes. Oh man. Wasn't, wasn't that play great? Do you want to go and uh, hang out for a little while? Yeah, absolutely. Let's discuss it. I, I would like to talk about the masks. And you know what else? Um, <laughs> do you ever notice how um, 
you can distinguish between reality which is perceptible, but it's not intelligible. But then, there's also stuff that's intelligible, mm -hmm. but it's rather imperceptible. You just blew my mind. Bro, you're amazing. I want to fuck you. Let's get in the cave. That, that idea got me so laid, it's crazy. I was drowning in everything. It was... I mean, was that was that really what brought you to it, or was it? I mean, you told your inspiring story of of uh, picking yourself <laughs> up by my bootstraps, from being an animal. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, becoming a, a philosopher. A craven animal. How how long into into the philosophy game did you realize uh, there's uh, these sort of fringe benefits to oh, be had? Real quick, Socrates. Socrates was very clear. We think, therefore, we fuck. Yeah. Right? Descartes really fucked that up a bunch of years later. Cleaned it up a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't a fan of Descartes, let's be honest. I mean, it's not like we were at the same time, but I know what he was up to. Boo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, indeed. D all those guys. All those, those like every one of them. Wittgenstein, Hegel, all these guys. What a bunch of dicks. <laughs> They're so in love with their own words. We were in love with our own bodies, and we tried to find words that would reflect positively on our beautiful bodies. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh, which brings us to platonic love. Sure. Which is an entirely different thing. Yeah. Um, because in, in the original sense of the term, uh, you were saying that platonic love was a love uh, that you would give to other people that would allow them to then concentrate on the divine. Yes. So that it, it was not a sexual love, it was not sensual. Nope. It, it was a love that allowed for them to feel safe and secure enough to find transcendence and, uh, uh, and achieve an ecstatic union with the divine. Yes. Yes. It doesn't quite mean the same thing anymore. <laughs> now when we talk about platonic love, we're yep. talking about uh, strictly uh, friendship, really. Okay, but, but you have sex with your friends, right? <laughs> Me personally, I don't. I don't. No, wish one, to speak. one does. Yeah. Well, I, I, I personally, uh, where I'm was from, a, was a bit more open-minded. Everyone's up for, for grabs. Yes, certainly. <laughs> I think that concept, uh, that that aspect of of the concept, has been lost today. Perhaps. Although I do think people have tried it as a gambit. Yeah. I do think people have said, "Well, we care about each other. Why or, not just well, do it's this? Just say, yes, indeed. It's just letting off steam. Yes." So you're saying you really were the, the inventor of uh, friends with benefits. Yes. <laughs> yep. It all goes back to the Greeks, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. We called it fuck buddies. <laughs> I, I must have gotten the Descartian translation. <laughs> uh, 
Um, you had your own academy. Of course. Uh, of course. Uh, Everybody uh, had a school. You step in for... So oh, we must uh, uh, mention Socrates, uh, of course, was uh, was uh, put on trial and yep. imprisoned for uh, uh, for allegedly uh, corrupting the youth. Yeah. Um, and was put to death. He was mm -hmm. forced to uh, to drink hemlock. Yes. Um, some many of his followers were there at his uh, at his death, mm -hmm. uh, but you were not. Nope. And it is said that you were ill. Well. <laughs> you called in sick to yeah. the death of your mentor. I'll be honest. I went out. I partied super hard the night before. <laughs> I woke up in a village I did not recognize. And I realized where the sun was at, that the hemlock was going to happen soon. I ran. <laughs> I ran. Up, looked up at the sun. You said, yep. oh, uh -oh. no, it's hemlock time. I, I, I did this. I said, <laughs> the sun is two hand lengths up? Uh-oh. Hemlock is coming in three in three hand lengths. <laughs> three hand lengths to hemlock. <laughs> I started running, um, much like a marathon. <laughs> I, it's, I, it's difficult to run in sandals. It was very difficult. I did not get far. That's what it made me so anxious. That scene in The Descendants with George Clooney, where he's wearing the flip flops. <laughs> he runs to his neighbor's house. Yep. And he's running as fast as one can yes. in flip flops. Yes. Made me very nervous. <laughs> but I, under I, I understand that. Please, yes, of course. Well, I was like but that for you all the time. Yeah, oh, it was all. Anytime you needed to be somewhere in a rush, you would be like, "Oh boy, this is gonna hurt. I'm definitely gonna have some blisters." Yeah, that, that horrible shuffling yep, gait one yep, must do. Yeah, and because you, they fly off, and then you step on a Absolutely. rock, and oh, here we go, now I'm bleeding. The, the plug comes out. The plug, the plug, yes, of course the plug comes out. <laughs> if they sandals. Yep, yeah, yeah, if they're terrible sandals, yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> that are like the color of the Brazilian flag. That's right. <laughs> so... You're on your way. I'm on my way. Got to get I there before I realize I'm not going to get there. Right. So I just pull off and I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> I saw someone else in shoes running towards the Capitol. <laughs> running towards the Capitol. I said, hey, tell them I'm sick. Not going to make it. He got the message there. I parted the rest of the weekend there. And the village that I was in, no harm, no foul. <laughs> you certainly seem to enjoy parties a great deal. I'll be honest with you, I love to rage, bro. <laughs> Do you guys, let me ask you this. Do you guys have toga parties here? It's because I invented that shit. <laughs> were, were, you, <laughs> were you aware at the time? That it was a toga party. Oh, like, yeah. Did you look around and say, oh, yeah. we're all in togas? We're all in. That's, what, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> that's exactly what I said. Oh, my God. That's so funny you just said that. <laughs> that is so funny. I was at Caiaphas's uh, party. We were all hanging out, drinking, party. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, 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 wait. And I shut the, the fucking musicians were just going crazy. They were just playing songs for everybody to dance to. And I was like, shut the fuck up. And I said, you guys, look around. We are all wearing togas. This is officially a toga party. Was that the first instance? First time. Of chanting. And then I shouted, first. 
<laughs> Which is the first time someone commented on being the first commenter on something that had happened. It, it all goes back to the Greeks. It all goes back all to goes the back Greeks. To the <laughs> we invented it all. <laughs> so after the death of, uh, of Socrates, which you missed. Yep. Uh, and you know what? No biggie. <laughs> At that point, he was already like, ugh. And I was tired of, like, I, I was also a little bit, frankly, I was tired of the Socrates-Plato rivalry. Certainly. You know what I mean? Like, there was a lot of, like, you know, and then there was, like, uh-oh, Socrates' guys are going to come after you now. It was, like, it was kind of like an East Coast, West Coast thing. Certainly. Uh, but don't worry about it. I was fine. Well, then uh, you had pupils of your own. Yep. And uh, most notably Aristotle, which yep. is it's a, it's an amazing chain from Socrates to you to Aristotle. Yeah. Uh, how was Aristotle as a student? We used to call it spa. <laughs> With the letters standing for Socrates, Plato, Aristotle. Spa. It's when the three of you would be together. Yeah. No, not when the three of us were together, because we were never together. But that, that continuum, Socrates, Certainly. Plato, Aristotle, Spa. <laughs> it was like a supergroup, but Socrates was already dead. <laughs> so then what was left really was Pa, which is a little bit like the Traveling Wilburys without Roy Orbison. Yes, it did. <laughs> I mean, what, what do I need? Tom Petty and Jeff Lynn running around? No thanks. I don't think so. You're not a supergroup anymore. <laughs> so, did did you feel that you identified better with uh, with Socrates, your former master, when when you had uh, uh, Aristotle? Did you feel uh, you understood him better, seeing I, uh, here's yeah. here's someone uh, with greatness in him, and I must uh, mentor him? And I did. I understood the problems because I was, you know. When Socrates was my teacher, I, I really kind of like chafed against his power. You know, I you, really. You just finished being an animal. Yeah. And then I, I was under his wing and I got it and I liked it. But then I was like, you know what? You don't get to fucking tell me what to do. I'm going to think for myself, right? And then, boom, somebody decides he's bad news, goes to jail. I mean, I don't know who ratted him out. I mean, maybe it was somebody that didn't bother going to his death. But with him out of the way, guess who's number one? Boom, Plato. Now I need an acolyte. I look down, Aristotle is right there, puppy dog eyes, beautiful lithe figure, tiny little rump, all of 12 years old, and a real thinker needs to be molded. Yes, I, please, you may, you may cease raising and lowering your eyebrows. This is for you guys. <laughs> Needs to be molded. Uh, <clears throat> you had your, uh, your academy that you founded. Yes. Um, which uh, went great guns for, for quite a long time. And yep. it was eventually, great guns. Um, yes, eventually closed down, uh, operated until uh, 529 uh, AD, mm -hmm. uh, when it was closed by Justinian I of Byzantium, who saw it as a threat to the propagation of Christianity. Yeah. Now, did you, fe what do a you dick. feel. Dick move. 
<laughs> Dick move. I can understand why you would feel that way. Yeah. Do you feel that philosophy and religion can exist side by side? Such a good question. Thank you. Um, should, I do, but I think most people are too stupid to get it. I think, I think true philosophers can understand religion, and I think those who are religious who cannot understand thinking and thought, complicated thinking and thought, that are just blind followers, i.e. the weak, <laughs> for, for, the, they, for the listener, they, for the listener, uh, uh, our esteemed guest is uh, uh, holding one hand uh, <laughs> with the, the back of his hand facing towards the audience, <laughs> and then very discreetly with the other hand, he's pointing <laughs> as if to indicate the audience are the weak ones. You get it. You get it. Certainly. Anyway, for them. Religion seems like the answer, the panacea to all of their problems. The, the complex nature of thinking and thought seems almost impossible to them because all their dumb, dumb minds think is want food, want home, want sex, want sleep. Want. That's what's in their heads. You know? I, I think yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you didn't charge admission for uh, your academy? Do you no. regret that now? No, not at all. Not at all. I, it was not part of it. You know what? I wasn't in it for the money. I wasn't in it for the money. I was in it for the boys. Because guess who'll do anything? Poor boys. They're just lucky to be there. Kids who've paid for something, guess what they have? A lot of lip. <laughs> this isn't what I paid for. Certainly. I'm going to tell my dad about this. <laughs> Let's role play it. I'll be the dad. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> hello, sir? Yes, hello, son. Oh, wait, I'm the boy or am yes, I Play-Doh? No, you're, you're, you're the boy who's oh. going to tell his dad. Oh, I'm sorry. Got it. Okay. Hey. Well, would, would you prefer that you be yourself? I thought you were the dad having been told and you were coming to confront me. I say, how about this? You Let's be the dad, both. I'll be you. Great. Oh, yes. wait. Reprising my role from the, okay. the previous party scene. Okay, great. Great. By the way, nobody does a better me than you. Thank you very much. do appreciate that. <clears throat> Come in. Wow, this place is beautiful. Oh, thank you very oh, much. Oh, my God, yes, this academy is stunning. Thank you. Have you been rogering, my son? I pay good money to have my son attend this academy, and he says you are playing grab-ass with him. <laughs> Sir, what say you? Sir, I say you pay for an education, and the grab-ass is a gratuity. <laughs> okay. No now, charge for the grab-ass. Now I feel like maybe I should have charged. <laughs> like you just... You kind of synthesized it in a way. I, I hadn't thought that I could put it that way. Yeah. Huh. It's an extra. I really like the way that you think, man. We should open a school. <laughs> Str stranger things have You, happened. me, and Oprah. <laughs> what? 
no. Wait a second. Did kids get molested in Oprah's school? They, I think th I think this audience has just become so used to groaning that uh, it's it's muscle memory at this point. <laughs> just become their response to anything that's said. Uh, uh, Plato, with your indulgence, we have some uh, questions from the social networking platform Twitter. Of course, uh, I'm not on it, guys. People. <laughs> Still finding a way to work it in. Plato, not on Twitter, guys. <laughs> um, so these are people that, that, that aren't necessarily here this evening. They're, they're out there in the, uh, in in the, the ether. In the ether. Yes, okay. that, that, that uh, have questions for you. Well, even though I can't see them, I understand that they exist. <laughs> which sometimes people can't imagine that. Indeed. <laughs> Unseen but perceptible. We've done it. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Eamon Murphy uh, writes, uh, Nietzsche referred to your mentor Socrates as a, quote, buffoon that got himself taken seriously. Have you any response? I don't like Nietzsche at all. Okay? <laughs> Not a fan. In this instance, 100% agree. <laughs> Like, honestly, it is the only thing Nietzsche and I see eye to eye on. I'm not a fan of his ubermensch. The Superman. The Superman, as it yes, were. Certainly. How do you feel about the reboot of Superman? I'll be honest, I don't have high hopes. Uh, I don't like Zack Snyder. Uh, I think his previous work is flawed. I think Sucker Punch is a borderline rape fantasy brought to life. <laughs> With beautiful visuals, but the imprisonment of small girls in some sort of sexual torture situation, which I'm not not into, <laughs> but in this instance, I thought was handled poorly and rather boring. It, it, it begs the question, how did this get made? <laughs> <laughs> we have we have another <laughs> we have another question from uh, from Eamon Murphy. He's, he's uh, sent. Is he the only person? No, he was. He's been very eager to get a question on the podcast. Okay, so, now so, he's, he's so now he's getting two. He's he's well. He sent. He bulk sent questions to Twitter. Um, according to A. N. Whitehead, the European philosophical tradition is, uh, quote, a series of footnotes to you. A fair assessment. Yes, I think so. I think, I think all of the European philosophers are essentially just drafting on everything I wrote. That's it. That's it. They, liter they are all of them. Hegel, Wittgenstein, uh, 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 Nietzsche. Um, come on. Uh, what do we got? Kant. Oh, man, that cunt. Nailed it. <laughs> crowd work. Nailed I do it. crowd work. Um, they are but philosophical asterisks to the capital P-L-A-T-O that governs this world. If it was close to the end, I would drop the mic and walk off. Audience, we have here tonight. 
two applause breaks. <laughs> Amidst all the groans. Yeah. Yeah. What it is, is I am losing them and then winning them back. You're... And they are so surprised, they cannot help but clap. <laughs> you're, you're... Uh, uh, let me see here. If you could live in one... This, is, uh, this comes from Matty. Matty. Uh, M-A-T-T-Y or M-A-T-T-I-E? M-A-T-T-Y. I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to guess it's a gentleman then. I, I think... Well, screen name is uh, Giggly Bits. <laughs> so it could go either way. This is a two-parter. All right. If you could live in one country now, which one would you choose and why? Now. So Rhodesia is out? Interesting. Interesting. Well, it would not be Greece, because that place is a fucking mess right having, now. Having some trials right now, yes. Real mess. Yes, Have you seen the video where... There is a political talk show happening, and a gentleman from the Nazi party punches a woman in the face. <laughs> I haven't had the pleasure. Do yourself a favor and watch that video. It's mental. He straight up punches a woman in the face on the equivalent of like, like, Good Morning America, or so. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's crazy. Um, I don't and, know. Probably, I probably. Yeah, go ahead. And I'm doing myself a favor by yeah. watching this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh no, no. You should be masturbating while you watch. <laughs> Forgot what I was talking to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if I had to choose for the first part of the question, I would probably live in Ibiza, <laughs> which I believe is Beautiful. Spain. Yes, indeed. Beautiful yeah. country. Yeah, Ibiza. Yeah. That's right. What's the second and, part and, of the And why? Game? Just because it's... Uh, oh, because everybody says it's just drugs and partying all the time. <laughs> also, I love techno music. <laughs> David Guetta. We have time for one more question. Dead mouse. We did, certainly. With the five in there? Yeah, with, a, with his dumb mouse head. <laughs> his helmet on. And his relationship with Kat Von D. Well, lots of people with helmets on these days. Lots of, popular music. lots of electronic people obscuring their faces with helmets. It's true. Are they afraid of assassins, do you think? Like, Are they afraid of acoustic assassins? Are, is anybody really going to be like, oh shit, it's Dead Mouse? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Nobody would care. He doesn't, I guess Dead Mouse doesn't want to disappoint anyone who might recognize him at a Cold Stone Creamery. Oh shit, Dead Mouse eats Cold Stone Creamery? Now he can just go and anonymously enjoy it. <laughs> well, we have time for one final question from Twitter. Uh, we know your thoughts are, oh, this, I think this is from someone here in the audience uh -oh. this evening. Uh, uh, Michael, are you here? Michael uh, Ornelas? Orne right there. Ornelas? What? How, how do you say your last name, sir? Ornelas. Well, I do apologize. <laughs> we know your thoughts on young boys. <laughs> but what is your take on women? With grown women? <laughs> Let's leave it there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Plato! 
my thanks to Plato for his time, and special thanks to Mr. Jason Mansukas for no particular reason. Join us again next time when our guest will be William S. Burroughs. This podcast is produced by Mrs. Ben Zelovansky and Paul F. Tompkins, with special material written by Mr. Zelovansky. The producers wish to thank Cody Fisher, Jim Yatto, Alex Berg, Susan Hale, and everyone at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theatre Los Angeles, and Lauren Rock and Joel Arquios at 826LA. Our theme was composed and performed by Mr. Eben Schletter, Esquire. Our program is recorded live and monthly at the UCB Theatre Los Angeles. If you'd like to attend a future recording, tickets may be acquired at ucbtheatre.com. The theatre donates all proceeds to A26LA. For updates on future performances, please like the Dead Authors page on Facebook. For additional updates or to ask questions of our guests from the safety of your very own thumbs, follow us on Twitter, at DeadAuthorPod. The original Dead Authors reading series was created by Mr. John Korn. Until next time, this is H.G. Wells saying the show is over.